Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. It is time for Warriors Wrap-Up. Chris Townsend in tonight taking your phone calls at 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570 as it's just a joke. It is absolutely unbelievable. But this is what we expect. This is what we expect to see every single night by the Golden State Warriors. It's something historic. It's something special. They just don't win games. They set records. Kevin Durant tonight, after everything that we talked about, uh, about Steph Curry after the last game, how do they follow that up? You're going to New York. You're playing at Madison Square Garden. Now, the Knicks, you know, one of the things I was thinking about during this game is what a joke it is, the New York Knicks. And I'm thinking about all those people that are paying the kind of prices that are just unreal for us for a sporting event to think that is what they're watching. Everybody that went to that game tonight at the most famous arena in United States sports history, they went to see the golden state warriors. This is, they are the draw. They're the big swing and you know what? And the thing that, I know about the Warriors. It's like we harp on too much that people don't like the Warriors. That is a complete lie. People want to see this greatness. People want to see this traveling road show. People, whenever the Warriors, especially when they head to the East Coast and they're going to show up one time, they're going to be there one time, everybody wants to see it. This is the greatest show in sports. No offense to anybody else. I mean, the Boston Red Sox right now trying to win another World Series. They won 108 games. Fantastic team. What the New England Patriots have done for all these years. You can throw anybody at me. No one's a greater show. No one provides you more entertainment value than this Golden State Warriors team. It truly, truly is amazing. Kevin Durant tonight. Kevin Durant scored 25 points. 25 points in the fourth quarter. What does that mean for Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant's had an unbelievable year, as we hear all the time. He's one of the greatest greatest scorers of all time. 
That's the new career high in scoring of any quarter. Kevin Durant, 25 points in the fourth quarter. Finishes with 41. Doesn't he show you what makes him so special as a scorer? Uh, tonight, tonight when this team was struggling a little bit, and the number is 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. He just takes over the game. He literally can just say, you know what, guys, tonight, don't worry about it. I got it. I'm going to take over the game. And Steph Curry, just like the other night when he had a big night and Kevin Durant only had 30. Tonight, 41 for Kevin Durant, 29 for Steph Curry. It's just a machine. It's an absolute machine. And I know it's so early in the season, and it's, you know, it's, but when you go to New York, you saw it all. You saw it in the NBC Bay Area. You saw all the celebrities, all the people that they're there to see one. It, it's, it's Friday night at the Mecca, Madison Square Garden, to see the Golden State Warriors. Kevin Durant with nine three pointers, 41 points. He had five assists. He just, it just comes so easy to him. It's just so easy, and it's beautiful to watch. And these, they're, they're just going to roll guys like this. Folks, the score was 84-81. 84-81 going into the fourth quarter. And then what do they do? They they blow them out 47 to 16 in the fourth quarter. 47 to 16 in the fourth quarter. It's truly amazing. It doesn't get old. It really doesn't. They can just kind of stink it up. And I know some people, and we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight at Triple Eight Nine Five Seven Ninety Five Seventy. Clay Thompson continues to struggle from three point range. It just it is what it is. I'm not worried. I mean, some people around here that uh, I work with are a little bit worried. But this year, let's see, what is he? He's just four. He's just four for 31. He, no, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, he's four for 31 this year from three. Clay will get it going again. He's too great of a shooter. He's too special. But it is hard to believe that he is just four for 31 this year from three-point range. That is really, really hard to believe. Someone who's one of the greatest shooters of all time. You know, but it happens. You see it in all sports where a guy gets out and he gets off to a bad start, and the next thing you know, you look up a month later and, and things are fine. But this is tonight's tonight's win, looking at what they were able to do against a really bad team, is just cruise through three, down three, and then you just put the pedal to the metal, and it is ball game over. That was something special to watch tonight. But that's what you expect, right? You expect them to go in and drill the Knicks. How about if you're the Knicks? Fizdale, take that for data. He's got to be feeling good, right? He talked about in the pregame show with Tim Roy. I was listening to it, going, hey, I expect my team to play well. I expect my team to put up a fight. Ah, they're putting up a fight. They got the lead over the Warriors. And this is also a thing that will always be special. And when you are a great team. 
And when you are the team, we talk about it, we will talk about it, and we will always talk about it as long as the Golden State Warriors are still the best team in basketball. You see it tonight. You're getting their best shot. This is, this is, this is one of their biggest games of the year. The Knicks are missing a couple of starters. No one's giving them a chance. It's it's their chance at home against the Golden State. Can you imagine what it's like to be like the Knicks and you're looking over at the other bench and you're going, Jesus, thank God. Thank thank God Clay Thompson is having <laughs> a drift. Can you imagine if Clay Thompson wasn't struggling from three? What this game would have been like at 128-100? Oh, my God. Thank God for them that he's struggling or how bad it, how bad it could be. I don't, you know. Tonight was a night, too. I think one thing for me, and we'll take your phone calls at 888 Warriors wrap-up presented by Realtor.com, the home of the home search. I do like to see, and we saw it late in the game, when they are slapping hands between Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, I want to believe that's how it really is with this team. I want to see the joy, to watch them play with such great joy. That's when they are at their best. And we saw so much of that before Kevin Durant showed up. Now, I'm not going to say that, that Kevin Durant showed up and all of a sudden there wasn't as much joy. It's just when things are vibing with these guys, it's one of the most beautiful things I think we've ever seen in sports, right? When they're having a good time, and it can be against anybody, when they're having a good time, and it's flowing. It's one of the greatest things you'll probably ever see as a sports fan. I don't know how it can get better than this. I really don't. I mean, football is too tough of a game and too many injuries, too many players and offense, defense, special teams to stay healthy for years and go on runs like this. Teams can go on runs. We've seen the Patriots. We've seen the 49ers. But you don't win it every year because it's too tough to do. We haven't had a repeat champion in baseball in a while. So that's why what we're watching right now, we need to cherish as sports fans. Because the odds are, and we've had some great stuff here in the Bay Area. We've had some great teams, have some great runs. I'm just not sure if we're going to see one ever better than this. And this, you know... We, we talked about going into this season that this was going to be about early. It was going to be about the young guys. Well, right now, the past couple games, it hasn't been about the young guys. It's been about the stars. And the stars are shining in the regular season. And I'm glad that we're seeing that. I'm glad that we're not seeing people just basically struggle through the motions of the regular season. Man, you love to play basketball. These are your stats. Let's not forget. Stats are what, you know, championships make you who you are. And people always say, oh, you know, X amount of rings. But also you want to put up those incredible stats. So at the end of the career, when you when you look at the career and you say X amount of points, X amount of 50-point games, 40-point games. So I saw this tonight on NBC. Steph Curry following a 50-point game. 
He really puts it on you, by the way. Go down to 2013 against the Boston Celtics. After he scored 50, he put up 25. In 2015, when he put up 50, the next game against uh, Atlanta, he had 26. 2015, he'd score 50 again. The next game was against Memphis in 2015, scored 30. He twice in 2016 scored 50 points against Oklahoma City. He followed up those games, one with 26, the other with 46. You remember that? After a 50-point game, he follows it up with 46. And then following up his 50-point effort last game here in New York, 29. Absolutely incredible. The Warriors outscored the Knicks 47 to 16 in the fourth quarter to win by 28. How historic is that? That is tied for the largest win in the shot clock era since 1954 55 by any team in a game it trailed entering the fourth quarter. I mean, seriously, these notes are absolutely unbelievable. They are unbelievable. Who was that other team? I guarantee you nobody who could guess who that other team is. The other team that did what the Warriors did tonight, you got to go all the way back to 1964, the Cincinnati Royals. Did we catch that? The only other team to do what the Golden State Warriors did tonight was the Cincinnati Royals. In 1964. And you know who they did it against? The New York Knicks. This is the thing that makes me love this team so much. There's great teams. There's great teams that win. But these guys do historic stuff. They do historic stuff in the postseason. They do historic stuff in the regular season. And it's why when it's all said and done, they're going to have to be put up there with some of the greatest franchises and greatest runs of all time. Now, are they going to win 11 out of 13 like the Boston Celtics? No, and that was a different time and everything was different. So there's been historic teams. But what's great about the Warriors, it's all the little historic things they do around with those championships. We're spoiled, man. We are absolutely spoiled. Connor Letourneau is going to join us from at 745 from New York. Really want to know what the crowd was like tonight. Because I've never actually been to a Warrior game outside of Oracle. I've never been to one. You know what I'd like? I'd actually like to go up to Sacramento's new I like to go up to their new arena, check it out, because you know there's so many people up in Sacramento who who are from the Bay Area, so you want to get a good idea. But this is New York. I mean, to, to watch, and that's why, you know, when, when, the, when Kevin Durant's going nuts, how loud does the building get? That's when you know you're rock stars. You're rock stars when you take over every arena you go to. Like the Chicago, remember when Michael, I mean, if you ever got to go to like a Warrior game, I mean, Michael Jordan came in, the Warriors stunk, but Michael Jordan came in and it was, oh my God, Michael Jordan. That's what these guys are like now. 
They're the rock stars of the NBA. Here's Kevin Durant. Tonight, Kevin Durant special, his 52nd 40-point game. Oh, we don't have the highlight of that? Oh. So tonight was his 52nd 40-point game. One of the elite scorers in the history of the game. Yeah, I'd like to hear, dude. I want to hear Tim Roy's call on that. Getting 40, 40 points for the 52nd time is absolutely incredible. Rebound goes to KD. KD to the timeline. That shot did not draw iron. KD fires away. Got another one. Ridiculous. And the Warriors lead by 20, 118-98. You just think about it, and they had it last year in the USA Today where you started talking about if anybody can catch Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. They mentioned two guys. One's now playing in L.A., and one's playing for Golden State. How long can LeBron play? How long will KD play? Can Kevin Durant actually catch the great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? As long as he stays healthy, my God, the way he scores. And uh, here's another thing. This rumor of Kevin Durant going to New York. You think Kevin Durant's looking at that team? (laughs) You, you, you look at that team? I don't care if Porzingis is not there. I mean, seriously. This team's bad. We have Connor Letourneau now. Connor Letourneau joins us from New York. How are you doing this evening? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I want to know what it was like in the arena as the Golden State Warriors start pouring it on in the fourth quarter. What were the cheers like? What was the energy like with the Warriors taking over the game? It was weird because, you know, at least when Durant was making shots, it felt like we were an oracle. You know, at one point, you know, with a few minutes left, you know, he hits that that second three-pointer in like a 19-second span, and the crowd just erupted. You know, they just roared, and it felt like we were back in Oakland. I haven't seen that quite like that in a road environment probably ever. That is interesting. I mean, because when you think, because Madison Square Garden, it's the most historic arena in United States sports history. You got a bunch of celebrities there. And I was talking about this going, you're, you're, you're not there to see the Knicks. Why would you be there? I mean, I'm sure there's some diehard Knicks fans, but a lot. I mean, New York City wants a winner. New York City wants to see stars. It's New York, for God's sakes. And this team supplies that. I'm sure this is like when Michael Jordan used to go in and play against the Knicks. Yeah, no, I'm I'm sure it is, but I, I think just the fact that you know they they do have the hope that he'll sign with the Knicks next summer adds a whole different level of intrigue. As you guys know, there's that massive billboard right outside Madison Square Garden with Porzingis and and Durant in road Knicks jerseys, and you know he's been asked all week about the possibility of going to the Knicks, and obviously you know how big the New York media scrum is, so. It's been a lot of hype, and I think what we saw tonight, or at least what Knicks fans saw tonight, is what could be. You know, how much someone like Kevin Durant could help your team. Yeah, you could see that Durant, it was like he was going to take over this game, and a career high for him in any quarter, 25 points. But, Connor, how weird is that? He Durant is on your team. You're not married to him. It's almost like... 
this is your you're dating Kevin Durant, and as you're dating him, everybody else is courting him, and they're courting him publicly in front of your face. How odd is this? It's odd, uh, but, you know, it's sports, and I'm sure Thunder fans and the Thunder organization can relate on a certain level. I, I think it was even probably crazier back in 2016 entering Durant's first big summer of free agency. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's odd, but personally, I and I've said this before, I feel like too much is, is made of all this. I personally feel like this next summer is not that different than this past summer. Um, I, I strongly believe that he's going to come back to Golden State. I just think we live in a world where everyone wants to speculate, everyone needs something to write about, needs something to say. So this is something to fill the the – the audio waves, I guess, right now. At what point, I know he was tired of it before the start of the season, but at what point do you think he really gets tired of it to where it's like, I'm just, I'm not talking about this anymore? Um, I mean, he's already kind of getting to that point. You know, you've, you've seen him deflect pretty much every question. Um, and I think he's starting to get a little bit frustrated and knowing Kevin, he'll, he'll get, he'll probably reach a breaking point in the next month or two where he'll just say, look, I'm done. I can't, I can't be having this every time, you know, we play the Knicks or every time we play the Lakers or what have you, I'm, I'm, I'm with the Warriors and I'm going to, I'm going to focus on that right now. I'm sure, I'm sure that that moment will come where he'll have to make that declaration. Connor Letourneau from New York City. He covers the Golden State Warriors for the San Francisco Chronicle. He's here on Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Realtor.com, the home of the home search. All right, so Clay Thompson, he's now just 4 for 31 from three-point range. I'm not worried, but it's just not a good start. No, it's not. Um, I mean, you guys got to keep in mind, he was absolutely phenomenal in preseason i mean you look at his numbers in limited minutes he was as good as he's been shooting wise in his career um so it's not it's not a situation where he showed up to training camp out of shape or he didn't have a good summer he looked great in preseason and he came in ready he just happened to hit his slump at the wrong time right when the game started to count um this the fact that we're now i guess what is it five games six games in uh, and he's still struggling. That that's longer than I you, you normally see from him. Usually his slumps last only a few games, but I fully expect him to uh, snap back into the usual clay form at some point on this road trip. He's too good for this to last much longer. The big thing here inside our studio as we were watching the game, we were like, "Is it time to shave the beard? Is, is it time to get the facial hair off for Clay?" <laughs> You know, I, I'm tempted to ask him that just because I think it would be funny. But, uh, you know, I actually I actually started growing a beard the exact same time he did, coincidentally. And people are even asking me to shave the beard because they feel like it might be bad karma by extension. So uh, I can only imagine how many questions he's getting. <laughs> it's, it's both your guys' fault for the facial hair. Yeah, you know, it just. It just happened to be that I grew it at the exact same time he did. All right, here's another one that's kind of a, an oddity out of this game. It was the third time in the last 15 seasons that a player has gotten ejected in a game he didn't play in. The other two, Chris Paul in 2007, Sam Cassell in 2008. What the heck happened with Boogie Cousins tonight? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't even know exactly what he was arguing with Scott Foster about, but he was arguing about something, and Scott Foster did not like it, reached his breaking point, gave him the technical, and booted him from the game. And it, it was odd. You know, this is obviously the guy who hasn't even played a game for the Warriors. He's already getting ejected. It kind of feeds into the reputation that DeMarcus has. You know, he since he's been in the league, he's by far had the most technicals in the league. Uh, before he got injured last season with the Pelicans, he was leading the league in technicals. And that's been a big question since he got signed with the Warriors is, you know, how does how does that attitude translate to the Warriors' fun-loving, easygoing environment? And I think what you're seeing already is that even though he's fitting in with the Warriors by all accounts, you know, he's mentoring the young guys, DJ and Jordan and Kavon, and he's been a good teammate, he's still DeMarcus Cousins. He still has an attitude. He's still a little petulant. And he's going to get technical fouls. That's just who he is. That you can't completely overhaul a guy's personality just because you're with a new team. So I think they have to be aware of that. I think they are aware of that, and that's just a reality. So he has started to work out. What does he look like? Have you been able to see what he looks like as he works out? A little bit. Um, you know, he still looks a little stiff. He doesn't look close to 100%, but uh, you're, you can see flashes of – the DeMarcus Cousins we're used to seeing. You know, he's got such a soft, feathery jumper. He's, you know, got such good touch on the ball. Those things don't go away. So once he can just get his conditioning back and get that stiffness out of him and, you know, have have a little bit more fluidity, I think he'll be good to go. Hey, let's be honest. If you're going to get kicked out of a game and you're going to get out of there early, New York City might not be the, the worst place to do that. And for you also, Connor, it's 1040 right now. You still can go have some fun tonight. So get out of here and I go. And just- I'm trying to I'm trying. Grant made my life easy. I can follow this pretty quickly. I have an easy storyline to go off of. So we're good. Go have some fun. Yeah, no, I will. Thank you, Connor. Connor Letourneau from the San Francisco Chronicle. Yeah. If you're going to get kicked out. I'm thinking New York, Miami, New Orleans, L.A., yeah, yeah, L.A. Chicago's a great town, too. I was just in Miami. If I'm going to get kicked out, New Orleans, Miami, big winners, and New York City. Oh, <laughs> You just got me fired up. Fireball Friday. Oh, yeah. New York City, 1040. It's just getting going, 1040. I have an interesting note that I just saw. Uh, the Warriors are 2-0 and when this happens. And I tell you what, it's pretty spectacular. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. All right, so the team notes are in. And you can follow this on Warriors PR, at Warriors PR. Chris Townsend in tonight, Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. So the Warriors have now won nine consecutive contests over the Knicks, including each of the last six meetings at Madison Square Garden. (laughs) Nothing shocks you anymore. Nothing shocks you anymore. It's just, uh, it's, it's, they used to say the greatest show on turf. Remember the St. Louis Rams? The greatest show on the hardwood. All right, we have a special for you here. So Kevin Durant put up 
25 points in the fourth quarter. It's the most points he has ever scored in any quarter at any time of his career to help the Warriors win 128-100. So we're just going to put all of these together and make it the play of the game. Play of the game is brought to you by Putnam Auto. Visit Putnam Cadillac Chevrolet Buick GMC in Burlingame. It's time for the play of the game. He got it! Now, here's the play of the game. First minute of the fourth. Durant off the screen, wide open. Beautiful screen by Draymond. Draymond Green throws the lob inside. Durant after the free throws, a dunk for KD. Durant drives in. Cantor with a bump. Big shot, good for KD. Gets continuation. The foul's on Cantor in an and-one situation for KD. Durant takes Hazonia off the dribble, off the glass, and good! And the Warriors take the lead, and the next call time. Off the screen, Durant for three. He's got it left side. KD pulls up three ball. Knocked it down. That might be the dagger right there. KD fires away. Got another one. Ridiculous. It just shows you how far the Warriors and bad teams are. They went in the Knicks into the fourth quarter up 84-81. What are you thinking at 84-81? How's everybody feeling? And then they are outscored in the fourth quarter, 47-16, to and Connor Letourneau from the San Francisco Chronicle just told us what I believe was going to happen. It felt like a home game. It felt like a home game at Madison Square Garden. And I'm not shocked. When the Warriors come to town... Everybody wants to see the greatness that is the Golden State Warriors. The play of the game, once again, brought to you by Putnam Auto. Visit Putnam Cadillac Chevrolet Buick GMC in Burlingame featuring the all-new XT4 crossover SUV or visit PutnamGM.com. Everywhere they go. That's why I don't buy the whole everybody hates the Warriors. See, it is easy right now. To be on these, which I don't watch, I don't know how well they do. Like, people say they get ratings, and I wonder how they get ratings because most people are working at this time, so who are the people that are actually watching these shows? There's these TV shows on these different cable networks, and all they do is try and, and they rip everything. And they try and get a reaction every single segment. Every single segment. And and when the Warriors, and when it's basketball season, obviously the Warriors, it's going to be talking about LeBron, whether he was in Cleveland. Now they talk about him in L.A. And they talk about the Warriors. And it's a very easy thing to constantly take shots at the Warriors. That's what they like doing. I don't watch those shows. So I know, like, when we get ready for, for doing shows like this, you know, people bring him, I can't believe this guy said this, and I can't believe this guy said that. I'm like, well, who? why does anybody care who's watching? Obviously, my, co- my co-workers are watching it. <laughs> Man, everybody else is at work. How are you watching cable television in mid-morning when everybody's either driving to work or you're at work? You can't listen to that. There's no reason to listen to that. You want to be the hated team. Stop wanting to be the love team. Who cares? 
That's why I always say the Yankees. You're the Yankees now, Warrior fans. And the Yankees don't care what anybody else thinks about them. You know what the Yankees do? Everywhere they go, they get the highest road attendance like every year. So when they show up, so they keep track of home. Obviously, Yankees have drawn $3 million a year for 20 straight years. And then there's the road attendance. And every single year, the road attendance goes to the Yankees because everybody wants to see them. That's who, that's who this team is, the Warriors. People say they don't like you, but the Warriors just took over Madison Square Garden, the most historic arena. Everywhere they go. Where do they go next? Brooklyn, right? They're going to go Brooklyn next? They're going to take over Brooklyn. Everywhere they go. And think about this, too. Like, let's just, like, sports talk radio. When the Warriors, and this is early. Jesus, it's, what, game six? I mean, wait till later on when things really start to heat up, right? And we'll start to kind of kind of get an idea of how this fight's going, right? But think about when the Warriors show up to your town. Pick a town. That's what everybody's talking about. Warriors show up, everybody's talking about them. And they'll start with these morning shows all the way up to the pregame show of whatever team, if it's Atlanta, if it's Miami, wherever it is. If they're going to play, you name the team, Brooklyn. They're going to play Minnesota. Anybody, anywhere they go around the country. Articles are going to be all over the papers about the Warriors. And it's awesome. Because the Warriors are just not a team that everybody wants to see. They're an absolute global brand, and I love that part. They're a global brand. You can go to China, and people are wearing Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. I absolutely love that. We are going to hear from Kevin Durant. We are going to hear from Steve Kerr. Would you boys like to go to that now? You want to go to it now? Kevin Durant, absolutely historic game, 25 points in the fourth quarter, the most he has ever had in any quarter. Here's KD after the game. Uh, I just made shots tonight in the fourth. Um, I like the way my shot felt when it left my hand. Uh, it was a fun night. Just kind of your mindset entering that fourth, just knowing how the team was playing up the I only took two shots in that third. I wasn't aggressive enough, and uh, I wanted to come out there and kind of impose my will, scoring the ball. I felt like we needed it, um, especially uh, – that, that's, that group coming out in the fourth, I felt like we needed punch scoring the basketball, so I tried to be aggressive, shoot good shots at the same time. And, you know, Draymond set that first screen for me, and I came off free for the three, and I felt good after that. Is it fair to say that there was no panic with the team when you got behind by nine points? No. That's early in the season. Um, we've been through stuff like this before. We know how to handle situations like that. Um, you got to get credit to the Knicks. They came out and took it to us early on. Um, you know, defensively, offensive rebounds, shooting the three. Uh, I think we settled down a lot in that fourth and got good shots every time. What does it feel like when you're in a stretch like that in the fourth quarter? Um, I feel like you care. You you know when you catch every green light when you're trying to get somewhere. Exactly what it feels like. <laughs> A particular moment, a particular play where you guys just said, okay, enough already, let's turn it on. I wouldn't say it's like that. I just feel that um, we rushed a few shots there in the third. Um, 
we didn't close the quarter out right in the second, the end of half. Um, you know, so I, I felt that we tried to get that that last three minutes of the second quarter back. Um, but you know, we just had to settle settle down. And once we settled down, you seen how our offense flowed. We got good shots and we we got stopped. So I felt like the end of the second, we just tried to get that little stretch back. And uh, you know, but we settled in. What did you think of the atmosphere? It was great. It was always great in here. Um, crowd's always loud. They enjoy just every play, you know. No matter what, what team it is, it's a good play. They're cheering for it. That's uh, that's pure. I like that. Did you notice the fans gave you a big cheer? I felt like they gave everyone a big cheer. Kevin, uh, one night uh, you are super. Another night uh, Steph is super. Is Clay joining you soon? Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, I felt like Clay got great shots tonight, and if he get those shots again, we we feel confident that he's going to knock him down. Just a matter of time. That was one of the best analogies in sports I have ever heard. That was fabulous. And KD was brought to you by NBC Sports Bay Area. We have to talk about that. You know what? I'm going to steal that. That was really, really good. Warriors wrap-up presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Now back to Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 The Game, the home of the Golden State Warriors, presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. What a win tonight over the Knicks. 128 to 100. When Steph and KD combine for 70 points, yeah, the Warriors are going to win. They're 2 0. And the 52nd time in Kevin Durant's career, he goes for 40 points. It's time to hear from Steve Kerr, brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Nation's Giant Hamburgers, the best since 1952. Some of those shots, uh, crazy. Um, he was just spectacular. Anybody old enough to remember the Lasorda reference? All right, yeah. thanks. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love that. I mean, got that much confidence. Go for it. I mean, he was rolling, and, and uh, it was actually pretty similar to uh, Steph's night the other night in that, you know, it just he felt it, and uh, he just started launching, and um, and his teammates were so fired up for him, and uh, he was spectacular. Is this as Uh, I, I guess. I mean, they, they, they're both such great players that it's, you know, it's hard to, to think back. I'm sure there have been other stretches where they've both been hot. They generally both play well every night, so it's, uh, it's hard to assess that kind of stuff. But um, in back-to-back games, um, they both were, were phenomenal and obviously were tough to beat when, when those two guys play like that. Coach, what did you see in the Knicks getting out that nine-point lead and then you guys just basically – turning it off. I thought the Knicks were fantastic. Um, they're playing so hard. Yeah, they totally outcompeted us for three quarters. Um, they got had some great individual performances. Burke and Hardaway got it going, but uh, they had guys flying all over the place. and They just outplayed us, and uh, it took a while for us to wake, wake up. I was proud of our group that was out there at the end of the third quarter. Um, Alfonso 
Andre, Steph, Jonas, and Kavon Looney. I thought they got us back in the game just with their grit, and we, we kind of reestablished something uh, going back into the fourth quarter. And uh, at that point, um, obviously Kevin took over, but you know we didn't have anything going for three quarters because the uh, Knicks were just out-competing us. I thought uh, Jonas was fantastic. Um, he's been really good for us uh, all year. I mean, he, you know, he's uh, he gives us the, the ability to make a three from uh, that four position, and um, he's also an underrated defender and rebounder. He's tough, and he's really been a good fit with our team. I'm sorry. I did check with Scott, and uh, he said he had warned him already. I think he was jawing with uh, maybe uh, Cantor, I think. And then I asked Scott, and he said it because he had already warned him, and and uh, then he, he he kept going going at Scott, I guess. So I'll uh, I'll talk to him about it. I I don't know. I got to hear from Demarcus what happened, and uh, we'll talk it out. Yeah, yeah, we win a lot of games just because we have more talent than uh, the other team. Um, but you know what's going to win us games at the highest level uh, is both a talent and playing together and competing and playing hard. And um, we didn't have that tonight for most of three quarters. But as I said, uh, we relied on that group at the end of the third to get some traction, and then we relied on our talent in the fourth and. Uh, you know, it's it's a dangerous game to play sometimes because guys aren't always going to make shots. But uh, you know, we've got to be able to uh, to put together a better uh, effort, especially on the road, uh, where we're in, we're more engaged early in the game. <laughs> I mean, he's got to say something. Joe Shasky with me here on Warriors Wrap Up. I mean, at some point, you know, you you win a game. <laughs> Where you outscore the other team forty-seven to sixteen in the fourth quarter. Eh, you know we just gotta get some more energy going <laughs> in the third quarter. All right, so I got this for you, right? So here's what happens when people want to talk. There's a, something of a, a controversy, and you need to talk to one of the refs, one of the umpires. What what happens is one reporter will get selected to go in and talk to him, and that was Howard Beck from Bleacher Report. So he goes in to talk to Scott Foster. So here's what we're getting from the NBA. Cantor and Cousins were warned prior to the ejection about talking to the bench. Cousins took exception to the ruling, and during the timeout he was ejected for one technical foul for unsportsmanlike conduct. I think I've got an idea what happened here, Joe. So the question, can I get clarification on why it was only one technical foul as opposed to getting the latitude of two technical fouls? Foster's answer, we just felt that one technical was suffice for a player not in the game. Next question, was it also based on the content of what he said? Answer from Scott Foster, more so the way of which he stated what he stated. So let me just tell you what happened. Pain in the ass on the bench, you're not playing, you're out of here. Yeah, but Scott Foster also has a history of just being uh, unreasonable. 
wouldn't you agree? I mean, he he uh, when it comes to the Warriors and it comes to whether it's the bench, the superstars. I mean, he has a history and a track record of being just kind of an outlandish referee, in my opinion. I think he oversteps his bounds. Let these guys jar at each other. It's kind of what makes the NBA fun. But if it's one of the guys in the suit, it's time to go. Yeah, I mean. Russell Westbrook was eating muffins on the sidelines, and no one cared. It got retweeted a thousand times. Hey, so if I'm gonna, I don't know. If I'm going to get kicked out and I'm out of there, New York's not a bad place to be. That's true. But Cantor himself has been stirring the pot, specifically when it comes to the Warriors and the Kevin Durant thing for, what, two years now? Like, yeah. th- there's a long history between these two. And during the game, you know, they chest bumped a little, and then... Later on in the game, when KD got his revenge, he did a little and one and then gave him the kind of the death stare. You know, Cantor's, he's a punk. I mean, come on. Let's be honest. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, it's like, look at it. Look at the score. It's one. Two, they, were, they were down three and they win 128-100. I mean, 52 career 40-point games now for Kevin Durant. And That's then, incredible. And then you think 25 in the fourth quarter. Like, because... I, that's what I was saying. You you were in the other room, and I was like, "What's so special about this team?" Okay, lot there. There's been a lot of good teams. There's a lot of teams that win, mm-hmm. but these guys constantly win historically. Absolutely, they do historic things. I mean, when you had this note, so the Warriors were out. The Warriors outscored the Knicks forty-seven sixteen in the fourth quarter to win by twenty-eight. That is that is tied for the largest win in the shot clock era since 1954-55 by any team in a game it trailed entering the fourth quarter. You know the other team? Hmm. The 1964 Cincinnati Royals. Oh, wow. Going way back. And they did it against the Knicks, too. You know what the Warriors, since I think the 2014, they're like 130-29 and 29 against the East. 130-29. and 29. They've lost 29 games, and they've won 130 against the East. It's like one of those crazy college football records. It like, is. Nick Saban is not like you know, <laughs> Nick Saban in the last seven years. He's 131 yeah. and it's, seven. It's incredible. And, and the way Steph and Durant feed off each other, like clearly both guys had it going. They were cooking enough. And I think Steph realized, similar to how Durant was the night before, Hey, KD's got it going. I'm going to step aside and kind of let him do his thing. And there was another little aspect to the game that really I noticed. Draymond locked down Hardaway's kid when it was crunch time. About eight, nine minutes to go in that game. Draymond took him out on the perimeter away from the three-point line because Hardaway's kid had a nice game today. I thought he was nice. Clifford Ray told us last night the thing that he loves about the Warriors is the way they share the basketball. And whoever is hot, they get it going to where Clifford, obviously an NBA champion with the Warriors, he was a champion with the Celtics as a coach. He was a longtime coach. As a coach, you could probably see, hey, that guy's vibing, but but somebody else is like, well, I'm getting my shots too. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting my touches too. To where the Warriors, you know, Clay's hot feed him, Durant's hot feed him, Steph's feed him, and that's kind of one of the really special things is. People will take their ego aside on this team. Yeah. When somebody else has it, let's take care of the guy. And, and I think there's self-awareness, basketball IQ, camaraderie, a, an unspoken bond. Like, there's so many layers to why they're so great together. I mean, I, I mean, Townie, we're getting to the point where I think there's a legitimate argument to be made that Steph and Durant as a duo, they're up there. Are they the top three? 
top two, top four all-time duos in NBA history, Shaq and Kobe, MJ and Pippen, Kareem and Magic, Worthy and Magic, Mikhail and Bird. I mean, there's so many different combinations you can go with. As far as offensive potency and, and, and being lethal on any given quarter of any given game, I think I'm taking Stephen Durant. <laughs> They're pretty incredible. The absolute dynamic duo. You've been listening to Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Reality. Reality. Realtor.com. That's Realtor.com, the home of Home Search. Up next, the Chris Townsend Show, right here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.